Welcome back to Chatopedia, a podcast run by my mom, Kalyani, and myself, Saris. We are both located in two different countries, my mom in Singapore and myself in Australia. Chatopedia came about as we found ourselves having early morning or late night discussions, catching up on life and finding ourselves having fun and thought-provoking conversations. So we decided, why not share it with the world? Hi, Sarus. Hi, everyone. Okay, I'm so excited about today's uh, topic on overspending because I'm actually guilty of that, okay, for over many years. And um, I try to reflect on why myself, I overspend, or even my spouse uh, or people around me, you know, when I started observing their behavior and my own behavior, I think I started overspending when I started having credit cards. Hmm. Okay, so when I had credit card, it's quite easy. You know, you do, you, there's no need for you to go and withdraw money or cash. You just have to, you feel like buying something, you just, you know, uh, report your credit card and then just tap and that's it. You, you buy and you walk away. So the sense of spending, it's not that overwhelming for us because there's no cash involved. You don't see any physical notes. And uh, and also, I feel that uh, when I'm overspending, uh, it could be also the reason why I, I, I did that because I have this sense of satisfaction at the moment. Like, I deserve this. Instant gratification. I yes, I deserve this. And I, I um, so what if I spend more than uh, what I have? So instant gratification, that's the right word, Saras. Uh, that's that's what. So, what about you? Have you ever spent overspent on instant gratification, or oh, because you were having sure. credit card? Yeah, for sure. And I think like in our frugality, like in our episode on frugalness, I spoke like one thing I definitely overspend on is ordering in food, and that's usually tied to instant gratification for me. So it might be like I could have actually fed myself with what I have mm-hmm. in the fridge. But I'm like, well, suddenly I'm starving and then I have all these cravings coming into my head. And right. I was like, I want this instantly gratified. And funny thing is, it's never instant gratification with buying uh, t- uh, taking like takeaway food because yeah. it takes a while to get there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what I'm thinking, um, I'd say, yeah, ordering food in is one. And then the other one is probably just, actually, no, that's my biggest one because I kind of like yeah. knocked everything back. Yeah. Mm, so that's good. But I think uh, eating food which you crave for, I think it's okay, lah, ma, because we work hard. We we eat well, I would say. You know, we don't deprive for all that. When we crave for something, uh, natural craving, we have to satisfy that. Uh, but, but I think for me, it's like it comes in clusters. I could do it consecutively. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Understand, understand. That's, that's not good, yeah. Okay. But at least we are reflecting on that now. Now, okay. The other thing is also uh, could be also deprived of something uh, you always wanted to do or wanted to have. So for me, is that I actually, if you notice, Sarah's last time, I must perch on dolls. You did, yeah. Because when I was young, I never had dolls. I I know I don't even remember having one doll. Yeah. I never had so and also um, so what I, I did was that when I started having uh, earning power I started buying dolls after the, I even buy for you dolls for your sister dolls I would display dolls on the you know display cabinet and you know there was a point where your brother said my it's so scary to see dolls everywhere <laughs> 
especially for people who come back from school, Ma, I don't like the doll being that. Because she used to get not just like, uh, she got a variety of dolls. She got Barbie dolls. Yeah. And her sister's room was literally called the Barbie pink room. Mm. And then she also got like porcelain china dolls. Yeah. She got yeah. like those miniature ones. She, yeah, she had tons. Actually, I had, right? But I, at that point, I didn't know why I was doing that. But then um, after some time, I started reflecting. So actually, it's because when I was young, I was not given a doll at all, nothing, mm-hmm. you know? So because those days, we were in poverty, you know? And my mom was trying, uh, uh, and my father was trying hard to put food on the table. So giving you toys is the last in their priority list. So that could be one also. And the other one also, I... I started overspending on grooming, you know, when I had starting uh, uh, spending power, like I will just sign up for packages for facial, sign up for packages for hair styling. I'll, I'll sign up for packages for uh, massage and all that stuff. I just want to have self-care because I was deprived of that. Uh, not when I was young, because those days when we were young, we, nobody cares about how you look or you go for facial. But when I started working, that money didn't go to me. I was spending on the family, mm. you know, for the children, for running the family. Because when Appa had business, he wasn't doing that well, you know, so it was solely depending on my income. So there was very little for me, right? So, but when I started seeing that, oh, okay, you know, uh, I, I can have a big sum for myself or I have this credit card with me, Okay, I'm going to spend on me. I'm going to have facial package. I'm going to have hair packages, you know, styling package. And so many packages I bought, you know. So that could be one, as I said, deprived when you are young or deprived when you're even earning and you don't have that money for yourself. Um, the I other thing say, was, I, I was going to say, I actually did experience that. Like, I wasn't deprived as a child, obviously, because yeah, yeah, you gave yeah. us everything. Yeah. But I didn't have financial independence, Mm. from family so when I first I don't know if you remember this when I first moved to Melbourne and I had financial independence in the sense that you were still you gave me allowance but you weren't there to check what I was spending on I just went out and bought chocolate after chocolates after mm. chocolates every day I would eat one block I'm not talking about but a block of chocolate mm. and within four months when my mom came to see me I had put on a lot of weight mm. and that was just deprivation in terms of financial independence I think like mm. I was like for the first time I can spend my money on what I want and it wasn't mm. even my money it was your money but Sarah, that one sounds like deprived of chocolate Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I wasn't deprived of chocolate, was I? Because when yeah, we were yeah, home, yeah. I, well, it was, it, was a, it was a fighting battle with my family because we all had to hide our chocolates. My dad was a chocolate monster. My siblings yeah. would like hunt it down. But yeah, that's actually such a good point that part of overspending is um, deprivation. Like you've been deprived of it, so you can't overcompensate. Correct, correct. And also the other thing is that um, not able to say no when you are... You know, when, sometimes when you go out with your friends, right, and they choose a very expensive restaurant and you're not able to say no to them because you just feel that uh, what would they think of me if I said no? When majority of them agree to these restaurants and also like, you know, uh, sometimes we want to give a farewell gift to someone, you know, and everybody agrees to this amount of money and I don't agree, but I have to go along with that. Mm-hmm. So it's, for me, it's overspending. Like, do I really have to contribute so much? for this kind of, you know, uh, gift, you know. So you're being pressured also to overspend. That could be one area also, Sarah's. 
Like, I'm not sure whether. Yeah. Well, you said like the gift giving, even like when people say do it, then you feel like, okay, well, I'm I'm a bad person if I don't contribute. Mm. I think you and I had a chat about it that I'm a bit more particular about who I want to spend my money on for gifts now. Mm -hmm. And also when you said, like going out of restaurants completely. I can I, I felt like you were digging right into my brain because when mm. I first moved after Tasmania, we moved up to Melbourne and I was yeah. earning my own income yeah. fully and not studying. Yeah. Um, I have a group of friends who are major foodies and they used to go out mm. to all these really like I'd say upper end restaurants. Yeah. And I used to go with them and spend the money. Mm. And yeah. then after two, three months, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Mm. I love food, but I didn't mm. get a lot of joy yeah. from doing it all the time yeah so yeah that's saying no was hard but then you learn how to say no because it's your life like you have to you have to give I mean uh eventually somebody has to compromise and meet a have a meeting point where okay let's all agree to this budget for for our dinner you know rather Mm. than going to extreme and especially if you have other commitments if you have other commitments then you'll eat into that budget you see so that's another thing and after that after eating a um, or doing something, uh, you know, uh, lavishly. But then after that, you feel very regretful. And that's a lousy feeling I always have. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that kind of feeling. Yeah, so, and the other thing also keeping up with our image. You know, when I newly uh, went to this uh, particular school, right, I, I saw like most of the uh, female teachers were all well grown. I mean, I'm groomed. Okay, mm. I'm always groomed, but they were extraordinarily groomed because they had well-painted long nails. They had this branded sling bag. They had well-made hair, all well-groomed and branded shoes. I like, what school is this, man? I'm here and everyone is wearing branded. And they had this standard and statement for everyone. Like, to me, I felt a bit awkward, but I was observant, but I did not allow that to affect me. But there might be some people who was overspending just to fit that kind of image in that environment. Absolutely. I mean, in the legal world, the Shanti and I sit in, I'm very grateful that I mostly remote work from home. But in the legal world, when I used to work for a boutique law firm in construction, mm. there was a certain way everyone dressed. Mm. And, mm. and it goes without saying that sometimes your ability to get a client or um get a case from your principal it depends on mm. how you look as well and how you present yourself right. there's yes, a standard yes. you have to live up to and you're like all these branded goods come into the yeah, picture yeah. it's a lot yeah but i think uh, you can still look uh, uh professional by wearing proper attire not necessarily branded goods and branded mm. whatever it's not it's not i mean uh, through my experience i find that it's the how you carry yourself in your workplace and how you speak and communicate and how you, I mean, carry yourself like generally. So that's what... Like, don't get everyone. sucked into yeah. the need for all of those goods. Like, someone who would be wonderful um, at some point in the future, like, I know she's coming on as a guest speaker in one of yes, our yes. episodes, uh, our, my sister-in-law and my mom's daughter-in-law, Vicky. Yeah. I'm very happy that she's agreed because she's such yeah. a phenomenal human being. But maybe in the future, we can get her on another episode um, to actually talk about uh, fashion in the workplace and how you can look um, sleek and chic without yeah. overspending. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's so true. Okay. And okay, Saras, and the other thing is, of course, um, overspending could be also unexpected expenditure coming on board, you know, like in, when someone has fallen ill, then you have to overspend on that. So it's always good, Saras, you always mentioned that must be, you know, a, a spare money put aside for such emergency. They call it the rainy days. Mm. Those days when I was growing up, my, my grandmother, Saras, my grandmother, 
when I was very young, as young as 12, 13 years old, my grandmother told me this and I'll never forget. I think I also imparted on you. I hope Gavin is not listening to this part of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) My grandmother said that put some money aside without your husband's knowledge. (laughs) I'm like, okay, that money, and then she second part, she said that money will go to your family rainy day. So in there's an emergency in your family, you know you have a money to spend on the family. Yeah. It's not about spending on me. Eh? It's again family. She said, put aside, without your uh, husband's knowledge, put aside. You see, those days, my grandmother, you know, she's not educated, you know, but see how prudent she is. and she's Financially, sending, like forward thinking, absolutely. Forward thinking. And that's why I also told you and, you know, some of this, put aside some money. You know, uh, and and also it comes handy in, in when I say talking about family emergency. You know, somebody passes mm. away, you need to fork out some money, or you need to take an emergency flight to visit someone who's ill. You don't have to decontour your budget for that month, but there's something saving there. Yeah. I hundred percent agree, and I can't believe um, is that my great grandmother? Uh, yeah, great grandmother. <laughs> Isn't that a baller woman who has like a tattoo sleeve? Oh, yes. Oh, she was such a legend. So yeah. um, that's really good that she even thought about that because now, um, I mean, it goes both ways, both her husband and wife, right? Yeah, like Gavin and I now, we know we want to have an emergency fund of, I think right. we said um, three months of mm. our salary right. saved. And we're, yeah. we're, we're building that separately. Our, yeah. our salary separately, we're building that emergency fund for both wow. of us. So if there is an emergency medically, family-wise... Right. We know it doesn't have to come out of our normal salary. We've got that fund mm, sitting in the back. That's good. I think it needs a lot of discipline as well. Tell you what, it is because it's a huge amount of your salary going to save and you're like, well, yeah. um, instant gratification, right? But you're like, yeah, oh, I'm dedicating myself to the goals. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I hope the listeners uh, over there also would consider something like that. Emergency fund put aside and not depending on your credit card. I mean, credit card is there, but it, credit card still eats on your... It's, it's a deficit. Bad. You owe the you owe the bank. You see, and then at the end of the day, you see that oh, I need to pay, I need to pay the credit card. The interest is going to incur within the twenty four or twenty eight days. All these are actually stress related and and, and unnecessary. Mm. You know, we already have so much stress in our life. And I know mom wants to do an episode on just credit cards and we'll definitely touch yeah. on that because uh, she has always used credit cards her whole life yeah. and now mm-hmm. she uses them incredibly smart. Like I started using credit cards because of her, of how smart mm-hmm. she used it. Yeah. My husband also initially when I first met him was not a fan of credit cards, but then realized if you know how to use it well and you are smart and you're using it knowing you have money to pay. Yeah, that's right. That means you don't use a credit card for future debt. You use it for what you want to buy now, but to get points, you know, but we'll have a whole episode. On, on yeah, we will, we will, we will definitely. I'm excited about that topic as well. So I think that that's the area I'm talking about overspending. I mean, the last episode we spoke about overspending on groceries and marketing, all that stuff. I'm talking about this area of uh, being aware why you're overspending. I think that's important. Once you're aware of why you're overspending, and that's where you can talk about how to avoid overspending. Mm. Yeah. So before we jump into how to avoid overspending, what were the four things you said about reasons why? We overspend business. Self gratification, happiness, mm-hmm. and then talking about maintaining your lifestyle. Uh, the other thing would be also like uh no, I think your thing. second thing was about sorry, your second thing was about um when you deprive when deprived. you're deprival, okay, or deprived or something. And also you think that uh you, you're not able to say no mm-hmm. to someone when they you know put pressure on you to overspend. 
And I think at Three Sellers, I spoke a lot about overspending until I cannot remember what I spoke. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'm sure our listeners can figure that out themselves. All right. So that was all. Um, they are very good psychological understanding of why we overspend. So what do you have for us in terms of, we kind of touched on it a little bit about how to avoid overspending, but what tips do you have for us today? You know, I, I this is from my experience. When you go and visit a salon or a facial company, for sure they will sell, try to sell package to you. 100% they will ask you to, why don't you sign? You know, it's the last day to sign up this, you know. And then you try to tell them, no, I do not want. No, you know what? You got credit card, come just easy. And it's interest-free, just pay. I tell you, you know how many times I fell for this trick or not. You know what? I, nowadays, I don't go for package. You know, sometimes they have this like uh, one for one kind of thing, you know, like uh, not, not one for one. Like if you, uh, they, you sign up because sometimes the new uh, facial company opens, right? A uh, company opens and then they have this free trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just pay $10 for a one hour facial. I go for that. Okay. I go for that. But somehow rather when you go to this place, you see sign up. So when I go there, I don't bring my credit card along. No, nothing, nothing in your, in your wallet. If you want, you leave it in your car. Okay. Okay. You go with just a few dollars inside there, your ID. And when they see your credit, no, no, I don't have a credit card. And they say, oh, no, you can come back uh, uh, later after you get a credit card. No, I need to consult my family because it's financial budget. They will shut them out because there's no way they can get through you because you don't have anything in your hand to sign up there and then. Ah, so make it hard for yourself to fall into these traps by physically definitely. taking away the thing that could lead you to overspend in that moment. Definitely, definitely. Okay. okay, second one is before you want to spend, ask yourself, am I going to regret after this? <laughs> if I buy this bag or if I buy this pair of shoes or if I sign up for this package, will I regret after this? Okay. If the answer is 50% yes or not sure, you better don't do it. You better don't do it because you yourself not sure. Funnily enough, on Thursday when uh-huh. I was coming... because I had, so you were I laughing at Saras. <laughs> yeah, because I was coming back from work. Remember I called you, I was on the road, right? Uh-huh. And um, I missed Nasiloma, which is like a coconut okay, rice okay, and, yeah. and everything. And there was a really good uh, restaurant near my office in the city that had Nasiloma. And I wasn't hungry. I was just like, mm, maybe I should buy this for dinner, right? Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't walking towards the restaurant, but the car park was near it. And yeah. I actually asked myself, will you regret this? Okay. And I said, yeah, because I just committed to the whole jar idea, which is yeah, because I said to you, I overspend by buying food unnecessarily. So does that mean... I was committed to that idea like five days ago. So I was like, okay, well, if I don't buy this, I can put on my piece of paper and I can put it in a jar. So it, at first I started off with the question of, will you regret this to a feeling of empowerment because I just committed to this goal? Yeah, no, yeah. I want to write that. I want to go home and be happy by writing on that piece of paper and putting it in the jar. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a good job, girl. So that's why, Sarah, it is like, um, will, will, it, will I regret later? And your part is that you were safe. If I don't spend it, I can save it. Mm-hmm. So it's an alternative thoughts, you know. Don't spend, I can save it. If I spend, will I regret it? Okay. So the other tip I have is also regarding um talk to someone. Let's say you're going to um you're going somewhere and you know that uh, you're going to spend on something. 
you talk about someone who has gone to that place who has signed up for the package or whatever that is it worth it do you think it's worth it you know uh, do you think I should do it or uh, what do you think about it can you give me advice honest advice because some people say oh it's okay you buy it you look good in that mm-hmm. but give me honest feedback so and that person should feel comfortable giving you the advice that you know what it's really not worth it mm-hmm. you know what it's worth it go for it that's another one the other thing if you are the one who always go for massage I'm going to go for massage at least one month, twice. Sarah Shanti also goes for massage. Yeah. Then sign a package because you know you have been, there is a trend that you have been going for massage every month, twice a month for the past six months. Then why don't you sign for package? Then it's worth it. So this is looking at trends. Trends. Trends already. So instead of saying, I'm going to get the package because I think I will do it. Yeah. Do individual services first and then if you've noticed after a couple of months you actually are on trend you are doing this rigorous like continuously then you get the package yes so for facial service i might use to sign up you know like two thousand dollars thousand plus when you're young you know but i always find no time to go for facial really got no time because you have to lie down there for two and a half hours for them to do all the treatment and then when you're lying down you're not uh you are not uh, at peace I don't know what's happening at home. I got this work to do. I got that work to do, you know? So, and and I was thinking that I can do a very, very good, I can buy a very, very good product set and I can do so. Amma has not been going for a facial for the past 15 years. My face looks okay. How many people I, think you're, you're our older sister, so... Hey, thanks, <laughs> but then I buy good product and they are not very expensive a thousand over dollars like one bottle of essence about 100 plus but it can last me for eight months which is worth it compared to signing up for a package okay so see your trend and see whether you have the time for that and if not don't mm-hmm. ask a friend for an opinion or someone you know was signed up for that package the other thing is that uh, find out uh no, maybe because I write in a in a on a website, right? It's called this um, money disorder. Okay. So see whether you have any money disorder that you need to rectify. So they they do have these uh, financial therapies, like a counselor. I'm not sure whether Singapore has it or in Australia. I'm sure they it. would, yeah. Yeah, so to find out the root cause of your overspending and try to avoid it by going for a counseling mm-hmm. session. And then see whether it helps you. Yeah, that's that's why. a good idea because, like you said, financial disorders. There's so many disorders in the world, and finances is one of them because it is a psychological thing that impacts on your financial spending habits. Mm-hmm. So before you go for a financial counselor, try doing it on your own, sitting down um, and working out what areas I'm overspending in. Yeah, why am I overspending in it? And yeah. if you're finding it hard to do it on your own, talk to a friend. And if you're finding it even harder, like it's a lot more complexities, then definitely get an expert to come on board and help you. If you pay medical uh, professionals to help you with physical health, mm-hmm. and now mental health being financial well-being is also the that you should spend on yeah. to improve your wealth. Because especially people have this earning power, they also have the spending power. But uh, spending power, overspending, I mean, even a multimillionaire can become a bankruptcy within mm. a, a few months if they do not uh, take care of their expenditures, you know. So, yeah, it's good to, if let's say your, your case is very extreme, uh, your behavior, you, you, you go to a room or full of things, which boxes and boxes of electronic gadgets, which you never even open, then there's something wrong. You're mm. addicted to something. You and know, it's kind so, of like how like, our family um, like tends to buy 40 sometimes or yeah, yeah. Order, right? 
it, if your financial habits spending, if financial spending habits are not in order, mm. winning a million dollars isn't going to make any difference. Definitely. Statistically, people who have won the lotto have lost that money within a year yeah, and are definitely. actually financially worse off. Correct, correct. That, that's so true. I also read up some, I mean, in fact, one of my lectures I went for, so it was talking about someone of his relative won million million dollars to Toto. And then he said that within the year, he had nothing. Mm-hmm. He had nothing, you know, because he was always spending on gambling to, yeah. to win more and, and so forth. Yeah, so I, I mean, okay, the other thing to avoid overspending is budgeting like that, which we, we talked in the first, um, the, the last episode, okay? So budgeting is important. Credit card, limit yourself from expenditure. So if you want to use credit card, of course, use it for something which you um, can get Chris Flyer, you know, the, the bank point, DBS points or whatever points yeah, you have. Yeah. So that you can use the flight. So Correct. So, so it's like a, it's a master plan, as I would say. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. That's so cool. Could you summarize all the tips you've given us on not overspending? Okay. So overspending, definitely, uh, uh, you know, you ask yourself by spending this, is it going to make me happy later or is it going to make me regret about this expenditure? And then talk to someone, uh, you know, who has actually signed up for the package or has spent something on these electronic goods. Is it good? But they have to be honest with you. And then you also can talk about, uh, I mean, I also spoke about uh, budgeting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, yeah, when you go for uh, any kind of uh, service provider, don't bring a credit card along because Somehow, rather, you will be inclined to sign up for the package because you have the credit card with you. So you can always tell them, I don't have my credit card or I'm not working. That's why I say, sorry, I'm a housewife. I'm just here for the trial. Mm. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the other thing is, of course, um, if you feel that your, your overspending is chronic, and then it's good to see a financial therapy or financial counsellor to see what is causing that and you can take precaution or some steps to do, you know, mm. rectify that, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, this is the year um, I'm so appreciative that my mom picked this as a topic um, for today, because when we were looking at in 2022, I think like me and her, she's always been financially like always been a planner when it comes to money ever since I was young. And then um, I sort of learned off of her. And like I said, I built out my own budgeting spreadsheets and stuff like that. And I think 2023 was the year we both said that was when we take it to the next level with what we do with investments and how we um, plan for retirement really for the future. So I think you can expect a a lot more um, financial focused podcasts from us as well. Yep. Um, So no, thanks mom for, for covering off some of the reasons why we overspend and then providing us with some tips today. Uh, I think, you know, um, definitely try putting some of this to good use but first of all start with reflecting on why you do it in the first place definitely definitely i hope that the um the why and how uh, tips would definitely help our listeners all right well thank you everyone for tuning into this episode and we'll catch you on the next one bye